Good morning. Were you talking before that and I just didn't hear you? No, I was just walking in the building. The weather out oh, here is nasty, okay. horrible, crazy. I, really? I'm in Detroit, so it's fine here. No, nah, it's nasty. It usually takes about, I say about 30, 35 minutes to get here. This morning, it took about an hour 15. Charlemagne's late still. Weather's nasty. It's horrible in New York City right now. What's happening? It's snowing again? It's snowing. It's coming down heavily. It's slush. What? It's just disgusting right, right, uh, right now outside. I mean, when I say disgusting... I mean, everybody's driving about 20 miles an hour. It's hard to get to work. So if you got to go to work, give yourself a little extra time. It is nasty out there. Well, how about that? I had absolutely no idea. <laughs> and and I just got back from South Africa. In South Africa, the weather's 70, 80, 90 degrees. The weather's beautiful there. So when I landed yesterday, it was 60, so it was nice. Had the Easter egg hunt with the kids, so it was beautiful. And I woke up this morning, and it was just ish. Horrible out there. And it's uh, definitely spring. What what month is it now? It's March. It's almost April. No, it's April now. Oh, no, it's April. It's April oh, it 2nd. is. It's, it's April. April 2nd. Yeah. All right. And shout out to everybody that listens uh, from South Africa. I don't know how you guys listen, if it's just on the YouTube, if you guys get the stream, but they support the Breakfast Club Heavy, and I love South Africa. So if you ever get an ability or a chance to go to South Africa, even if it's for a couple of days, make sure you try to. I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. I mean... I was in Johannesburg. We were in Cape Town. There's so many different places. Just enjoying the culture, the food, just experiencing everything that, that South Africa has to offer. I think this is like my sixth time in South Africa. I really love it. All right. Well, I'm just out here in the D. Shout out to Big Sean. He actually had his sneaker launch with Puma, and that happened over the weekend. So I was participating at that in foot action in the Bronx. It was nice uh, clothes, nice sneakers, everything. And now I happen to be in Detroit. Yeah, they said they sent a pair up here for me, but I didn't get them. So I'm thinking somebody stole my pair of sneakers up here. Uh, Which wouldn't no be no Somebody always steals stuff from us up here. But Aww. let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? I mean, I guess we'll give you an update on the weather. And then we'll talk about a really unfortunate incident. Imagine a police officer running over a pedestrian who is participating in a peaceful protest. We'll tell you what happened. Oh, my goodness. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Let's start off with this weather, Yeezy. Yeah, I can't believe that uh, we still are having snow at this point in time now. I thought this was all over with, but apparently you said you were having issues uh, getting into work this morning due to the snow. And uh, basically they're saying it's not going to be too bad. It's going to be about one to three inches per hour at times. And it's a light snowfall, so they said it probably won't stick too much to the roads and sidewalks from the mid-morning to the afternoon. Oh, that's a lie. It's sticking right now. It's slushy. It's nasty outside. They say about 12 noon. They say the sun's going to come out and it should melt, which is crazy because the Yankees have the um, home opener today. But it's snowing, and they say expect some more next week, too. Yeah, it started in Nebraska. They said it's going to be all the way up until um, Maine. Yeah. As well. So 
you know, and everybody's coming back places from Easter weekend. So if you are traveling, just make sure you check uh, what's happening with your flights and everything due to the weather. Yeah, give yourself extra time. And if you're scared of the snow, stay out of the fast lane. Just go all the way to the lane on the right because there's people that are, you know, experienced in the snow. Just, just move out the way. Everybody just be careful and be patient, okay? Even if you think you're experienced in the snow, just take it easy out there. Mm-hmm. All right, now, a Sacramento County Sheriff's Department SUV struck a protesting great-grandmother. They were having a vigil marking the recent police shooting death of Stefan Clark, and Wanda Cleveland was one of a few different activists that was standing outside. That's when two SUVs from the police department tried to get through the crowd. And they said the police officer said, back away from my vehicle over the loudspeaker. Mm -hmm. And the great-grandmother, who's 61 years old, I guess, didn't move fast enough. And that's when the SUV actually sped up and hit her and then kept going. Oh, that's a murder. That's a homicide. Well, she's not dead. She's not dead. (laughs) She was laying in the street. And and that's when uh, they actually took her to the hospital. She has some minor injuries. But according to people who witnessed they said the police officer just kept going and actually sped up. Yeah, that's attempted murder. You just can't run people over. You just, you right. just can't It's a disregard for human life and Absolutely. acting like you just don't care that there's people. You can't just hit people who are peacefully outside at a vigil. No, he has to go to jail. That's attempted murder. You just can't say move out the way they, they move in slow and you just run them over. You can't do that. If that's a normal person, jail immediately. Right. If you're a citizen, a you're citizen, a citizen. citizen, yeah, not a cop. Mm-hmm. All right, Saxon, Lord, and Taylor, they're saying that data has been stolen off of those credit cards. Hackers have gotten information for more than 5 million Mm-mm-mm. credit and debit cards that have been used there. So once they clarify the facts, they're going to notify customers quickly and offer some free identity protection services, which includes credit and web monitoring. So if you use your card there for in-store purchases, there's no uh, indication that online purchases were affected. But if you did go in-store and use your cards there, you could have been hacked. That's ridiculous. Like do they, anything This nowadays. happens too much now, and people are using your cards for all types of things now. Listen, I, you know I had that issue, so I had to actually lock my whole entire credit account so nobody can try to open anything under my name. Anytime you try to use your my card or any of my information, it sends out an alert, mm-hmm. which I get immediately. But I had to because I had that same issue. Somebody tried to use my credit card information in Bloomingdale's and uh, go up to the register, buy some items, and say that they didn't have their card on them. And try to charge some stuff. That's crazy. All mm-hmm. right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you're upset that yesterday was 65 degrees and today it's like 30 and snowing. Or maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. Hit us right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it. Pick up the mother, mother phone and die. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? What's going on, Envy? What's up, Trav? Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, E. Hey, Trav. How are you, babe? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. What's up, Charlemagne? Peace, sis. I'm trying to find my slippers. Can't find. Oh, here they go. What's up, Trav? Get it off your chest. <sighs> Listen, man. I, I got to talk about Fabulous. Oh, okay. Let's go. So after after I've seen that video of him, it just it just I, 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 watching him advance towards Emily and stay back and keep threatening the father, it, it just really did something to me. And this is why I say, if you're in a bad relationship, leave because you don't want to be like Emily. Because it seems like he is not the person that everybody thought he was. And leave, leave, leave if you get in. 
abused in your relationship. Well, I mean, we don't know if it was constant abuse now. Come on, let's not jump to conclusions. Yeah, we I mean, what, what we, we saw what was happened. definitely not good at all, by the way. Well, we don't know what it happened. Don't matter if it, it don't matter if it was constant or one time. Just if he even approaching you the way he was approaching her. Leave. Right, if you're in a situation like that, then... And you know what? It's always easy on the outside looking in to tell somebody to leave, but people have all kinds of issues that they stay in relationships way longer than they should. So I think it's important as friends of somebody that it might be in a bad situation, just just always encourage them and make sure you try to get them help if and you feel like they're staying in a situation they shouldn't. When do you think the pictures right. of her uh, allegedly missing teeth are going to come out? If they, cause, I, mean, um, I don't want to say allegedly because I feel like they have court documents of her saying she's missing teeth. I don't know why we keep saying alleged, allegedly. But, uh, because, are there court documents? I don't know. I don't even know. I think it was a police report. Yeah, but I mean, we all know from, that if that's March in the 7th. police report, then eventually the pictures are going to come out. That's when it's going to really be bad. I mean, it's right. bad yeah, now. All right. Bye, Chad. Thanks for calling. You know, the, right. the, the crazy thing about that, I heard when I was in um in, in Africa, South Africa, and I was like, you know, I've known Fab since I was 18. I've been on the road with him, been on the tour with him. I've never seen an aggressive Fab in my I, life. Never. I mean, no, I, never. No, Fab was my first radio interview ever at D93 Jans in Charleston. I've been knowing Fab over 20 years. I didn't know Fab could even get excited. Right, so... I mean, I guess we got to wait to see how everything plays out. Oh yeah, out there are really there happens. are also court documents that show that she that said that she was um, having severe damage to her two front teeth, which she later ended up losing. Wow, that's very sad. I mean, I, I I don't even know what to say. There's just uh, I mean, there's nothing to defend. I mean, I no, see a lot of guys all. online trying to defend it. I mean, yo, you can still you know be a fan of Fab the rapper and not be a fan of, of what Fab what he does in his personal life. Yeah, right. it's just hard because, and we also know that Emily has been with Fab for such a long time. They have two kids together. She's also not the type of person to go ahead and file a report and call the police on him for Why no the reason. Why the truck like that? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hey, hey. what's your name, mama? Hi, Sonia. Hey, Sonia, get it off your chest. I'm blessed, but I'm a little mad because it's snowing because I got to deliver this mail. Yeah, it's nasty uh, out there. Where you calling from? Jersey. Yeah, it's horrible in oh, Jersey oh, right now. Oh, by the way, Jersey must have put away all these snow plows and salt trucks for the spring, bro. Yeah, because they, yeah, they the didn't clean no roads. Horrible Nothing. out there. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Ty from Columbus, Ohio. Hey, what's up? Get it off your chest. And I'm just here to express some positivity, man. You can't keep stressing on the past. You got to live every day like it's your first day and keep it moving forward. Don't okay. let the past hold you back from anything. That's a All fact. Right. All righty, bro. Thank you, man. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, man? This is Drake from Brooklyn. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Did you say Drake from Brooklyn? No, Dre. Dre. Like oh, Dre. Dre. Okay. There you go. I want to talk about the double standard that's in society. Here we go. Michael Bennett, the former player of the Seattle Seahawks, is facing felony charges for pushing an elderly person trying to celebrate a Super Bowl winning with his brother. Allegedly go, pushing an elderly person. Yes. And here you go. A official who's supposed to uphold the law ran over an elderly woman and best to believe he's not going to face any kind of charges or form of punishment whatsoever. That's a and fact. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah, you're when right. When is there some type of repercussions from these actions? They just do whatever they want. Hello, who's this? What's going on, people? This is Jonathan Wilson. What's going on, NV and Ye? What's up, what bro? Up? Get it off your chest. Charlemagne just pulled up, too. Okay, okay. The guard is in the building. Okay, um, I just want to tell everybody why I'm blessed, man. Um, after a long overdue battle, um, I just got whole custody of my son, Josiah. And I'm things just looking up, man. 
you know, I got to spend a lot more time with him. Oh, yeah, but shout out to you and Josiah. Yeah, yeah, Envy. I showed you some love on my on my page, man. Rich Fatherhood, man, with um, you and your daughter. With the Cheryl ain't gone. Okay. Check it out, man. Instagram and Twitter, Rich Fatherhood. Check Thank you, out. bro. All right, man. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Terry McGriff down in Columbia, South Carolina. How you doing, bro? 803, what's happening? Get it off your chest, Yo, man. What up, y'all, man? You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm trying to rep South Carolina, and I have uh, something to get off my chest. It's the fact of uh, decriminalization of marijuana. I believe marijuana is an inherent human right. It's not a drug. It's a plant that just grows naturally. It's found in nature. And we need to come off of it and, uh, and legalize it everywhere. Mainly in South Carolina, but it needs to, it needs to have Mainly a Mainly in South Carolina. Hey, this weekend in South Carolina... It's either April 7th or April 8th. I can't remember. I got to look it up. It's Charlemagne the God Day. Weed is legal all throughout the state of South Carolina on Charlemagne the God Day. You better not say that. It's April 7th or April 8th. Let me figure out exactly what day so y'all don't get in trouble. You better not say that. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Joffrey in Jersey City, New Jersey. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest, man. Yeah, I got two things. I got a PSA first. Uh, All drivers, when you're driving at night, be sure to turn your headlights actually on. Because the auto will not give you tail lights, so people can come up on you before they even know you're there. And the other thing is, you say you've been to Africa a number of times. South Africa, yeah, I've been there five times. All right, what's your average or median cost for visiting the mother country? Uh, you, are you trying to get into my uh, account and know how much I make, sir? Might be the IRS, B. Yeah, I don't know who you are, B. I don't know who you are, B. You're just going to ask me how much money I get. I go there for free. You all right? If you want to know, IRS man, I go there for free. No, I'm saying the budget. What what kind of budget? How much does it cost for you to go is what he's saying. Right. Oh, I mean, for a person to go to South oh, Africa, what, it, it how depends. much does it cost? It depends. If you want to fly a uh, regular coach, I'm sure they have tickets that could range anywhere from 800 to to $1,000 to go to Africa. It's a 16-hour flight. If you want to fly for a class, it's anywhere from uh, 6000 to 15000 depending. Um, and hotels are, are pretty much the same as what they would be here in the States. So Let's go on Groupon, bro, bro. Go on Groupon. But the best way to go, if you just want to go to South Africa, you, you, you look on and find out when the flights are the cheapest. And Delta goes to South Africa, so you just find out when the flights are the cheapest, and that's when you go. But it's about a 16-hour flight, brother. All right, no problem. Thanks all right. a lot. All right, bro. Have a good day. Oh, you too now. I thought he was all in my business trying to see how much I made. I ain't going to lie. I, if I flew all the way for 16 hours, I would have to get uh, first class. Yeah, you got it. Well, because I want to get, I want to, I want the bed, the bed seat, the seat the, that lays out like a bed. But, but listen, you guys, it. it's, it's a big difference yeah, it's in like, price point. Like so you got to do what flight. you got to do. What Groupon got? I don't know. <laughs> I know Groupon <laughs> got for, something. I don't know. Nope, Groupon not for got that. <laughs> All right, get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. You, we got rumors on the way. Yes, let's talk about Little Wayne and Birdman. They were spotted together again over the weekend. We'll tell you what they were celebrating. Mm. Also, we'll give you an update on what's happening with Fab and Emily B. So far, what we do know. And Ebony Williams will be joining us next hour. Yeah, salute to Ebony Williams. Uh, Ebony Williams is a political pundit. She uh, used to be an American attorney, but she's a political pundit on Fox News. Well, she's still an attorney. I mean, does she she practice, though? Yeah, she's still an attorney. You don't know if she practices or not. I doubt she still practices like that. She didn't used to be an attorney. She's still an attorney. She's still an attorney. Not sure if she practices, but she is a political pundit on Fox News. And uh, she's got a book out called Pretty Powerful. Yes. All right, we'll kick it with her next hour. Charlotte, North Carolina. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. We're talking fab. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. So TMZ posted a video, and that is Fab is angry at Emily B, who he has two children with. 
and her father, who's also at the house as well. When this is all happening, Fab has a sharp object in his hand, and he is threatening to shoot them. Now, here is the video. We had to bleep out a lot of things because of the cursing, but check it out. Damn, let's be accurate, though. He didn't threaten to shoot them. He threatened to shoot the father. Right, and um, in the video, Emily is trying to record him, and that made him even angrier, so he kind of lunges at her. You can hear the kids crying in the house. It seems Mm -hmm. like the video was recorded from inside of the house. Now, Emily B. told the police she had sent a family member to the house to remove two handguns. She thought Fab would use those against her when he got home, and in the video, you can see Fab is telling Emily's father he has a bullet with his name on it. Now, according to NorthJersey.com, they have court documents which accused Fab of being uh, of hitting a woman seven times, resulting in severe damage to her two front teeth. Now, since then, TMZ has identified the woman as Emily Bustamante, and that is his, you know, long-time on-and-off girlfriend, the same woman from the video footage. He also allegedly told her that he would kill her, but added that he did not want to go out like that. This is all according to these court documents. And... So they said uh, when he could not locate the guns, he left the house, but not before informing her father and her brother as well that he had a bullet for them. He's been charged with third-degree aggravated assault and third-degree terroristic threats on Wednesday after he turned himself into the police. Now, Fab's lawyer is saying that he believes he is incapable of engaging in this alleged conduct. Well, if, so, a, if a person says to come uh, get his guns because I fear for my life, the last thing you should do if you're Fab is tell someone I have a bullet with your name on it. Right, not a not a good situation at all for everybody involved. Now, Fab, in the meantime, was still performing at Terminal 5 over the weekend and got a lot of support from audience members. Check it out. Thank you to anybody in this It's a terrible situation, man. I mean, we, we have never seen Fab act like this, but we've never seen Emily act like this either. And I hate situations like this because I saw people saying things like Emily was a hoe and Fab has been an abuser for years. We don't know these we people. Don't know what, we don't know what's going on <laughs> exactly. at all. Like, we don't really know. And, and as far as the documents, I haven't seen those documents. I would love to see them. I, I haven't seen them. I just hope for, for the kids that they're able to make sure they they can clear this up and, and, and raise those kids the right way because that's what's it's really affecting those kids because you can hear them screaming in the background mm-hmm. and as a father and, and, and I know Charlamagne you feel the same you just want what's best for those kids yeah and we don't know the whole story I wish the best for Emily I wish the best for Fab and mm-hmm. I hope Fab hasn't been beaten on this year. I hope lady. so too all right, little Wayne in the meantime showed up at an event for Birdman over the weekend. He made an appearance at Studio 23 in Miami. Birdman was hosting an album release party for the soundtrack to his new Cash Money documentary Before Anything. Now, Wayne is not on that Cash Money soundtrack. It's 18 songs, but he did come and show some support. So, hanging out yet again. I'm going to tell you something, they man. Like they're working it out. Drop one of Clues Bombs for the big timers, damn it, because they got a song on that uh, soundtrack called Designer Casket that popped up in my title feed this weekend. Mm-hmm. That song go hard, but I'm old. I grew up off the Cash Money sound, mm. so I, I didn't even know I missed Manny Fresh and his his uh, silly hooks. Mm. Okay? Alright, now Matt Barnes has announced a scholarship fund for Stefan Clark's sons. He was there at a Peaceful Sacramento de- demonstration on Saturday, and while he was holding one of Stefan Clark's sons, he did speak about being a father to two boys and fearing for their lives, and he did announce he's launching a scholarship fund for the boys to ensure that they go to college. He said, I have two nine-year-old boys just like this, and I fear for them. I fear for the streets, and now I've got to fear for the cops. How do we explain to our kids that because of the color of your skin, people aren't going to like you? That's not fair. That's a fact. Right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. When we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? 
Uh, we are going to talk about the weather. It's a terrible uh, situation I know you had getting into work this morning, you and Charlemagne. Yeah. And then we will be talking about this super strain of STD that it seems like is resistant to medication. Oh, boy. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, let's talk about this weather, Yee. Yes, so as you know, because you just experienced it, there's been some snow, which is causing some delays. I know a lot of people are traveling for Easter weekend, so just make sure you check it. Check It's from the Mid-Atlantic to southern New England, and that snow is going to continue throughout the morning, and then it should clear up by this afternoon. I'm not even going to lie. Yesterday when I saw uh, the forecast call for snow, I thought it was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> nope, it not really is. Nasty, really, disgusting. I was, like, I was like, it's not a spot to snow in the middle of spring. Even though it snowed on the first day of spring, it's not going to snow. Yeah, in parts of central Pennsylvania, you can expect to get up to eight or nine inches. That's and crazy. if you live in Jersey, they have put away all the snow plows <laughs> and salt trucks for the spring clearly because they did not clear the roads nah. at all this Nothing morning. Was clear this I was morning. driving 35 miles per hour. Okay, the it whole time. Now, everybody was driving slow. It was very bad this morning on the way in. Okay, and now let's talk about a drug-resistant super gonorrhea. They had the first confirmed case of gonorrhea that can't be cured with what you typically would have to use, the antibiotics that you would commonly use to cure it. And that first resistant strain of gonorrhea has been reported in the UK. Yikes. Now, a man was there earlier this year. He sought treatment for symptoms he developed up about a month after he had sexual contact with a woman in Southeast Asia. They said it's the first time a case has displayed such high-level resistance to both of these drugs and to most other commonly used antibiotics. So just know right now gonorrhea has evolved to the point where mm-hmm. you can't just treat it like you used to. Well, drop on the clues bombs for all the married men out there who don't have to worry about those kind of problems. You know what I'm saying? At least the married men that are choosing to keep their penises to themselves. Yeah, Absolutely. double bomb for the married men who do have to worry about those problems. Oh, that's okay. your dumb ass. Yeah. That's what you get for not, uh, you know, respecting the vows that you made under God, okay? And listen, often there's no signs or symptoms associated with gonorrhea, but if they do occur, you can have pain while you're urinating, abnormal discharge from your genitals, and for women, pain during intercourse. So just make sure you go and get checked out. But of course, stay protected or abstain from sex. Those are the best things that you can do yeah, to the, make sure. The former hoe in me had immediately caught anxiety so Soon as I heard that, then I'm like, I you got, got nothing to worry, worry about. about. What I'm talking, what am I tripping for? I'm cool mm-hmm. out here. All right, and let's talk about the Sacramento County Sheriff's Department. A SUV struck a protesting great-grandmother. Wanda Cleveland is 61 years old. She was one of a few dozen people that was outside. Uh, and they were having a vigil marking the recent police shooting death of Stefan Clark. And that's when the SUV actually sped up and hit her. After asking for people to clear out of the way, back away from the vehicle, she couldn't move fast enough. She's 61 years old, and the car did hit her and keep going. So it's basically a hit and run. And fortunately for Cleveland, she said she was fine. She was treated for bruises to her arm and neck. She said he never even stopped. If I did that, I'd be charged. It's disregard for human life. Definitely so no charged. charges going to be pressed against the police officers? So far, there hasn't been. It's attempted murder. That's so crazy to me because, like, the guy called her and tell him why you're mad and said Michael Bennett got a felony charge for allegedly pushing an elderly woman out the way at the Super Bowl. This guy runs over an elderly woman with his car, and he don't get no charges. No charges at all. Charges pressed against him at all? Nothing. All right. That's crazy. All right, well, that's front page news. Now, when we come back, Ebony Williams will be joining us. Yes, Ebony Williams is a political pundit uh, mm-hmm. from Fox News. She also has a book called Pretty Powerful. Um, she's an attorney. Uh, she's from Charlotte, North Carolina. She's been here to the Breakfast Club before, and she's yes. going mm-hmm. you know, break down some of the things that we've been talking about in the news lately. Okay, we'll yeah. kick it with her when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building 
Ebony Williams. Ebony K. Williams is here. What's Welcome back. up, y'all? Thank you so much for having me. Well, I want to start off with asking about what's happening with Meek Mill, okay? Because we've been trying to figure out why the governor of Pennsylvania, the sure. district attorney, all feel like he should be out right now. Mm-hmm. And there's been all this corruption behind the scenes with the police officers that arrested him and some questions about the judge. But yet he's still sitting in jail. Sure. What is going on there? Angela, is the perfect tipping off point for, for exactly what I want to talk to y'all about today. Mm-hmm. And that is this notion of discretion. Mm-hmm. So before my broadcasting career, and God bless me to be on television and radio and all these wonderful things I get to do, I cut my teeth as a criminal defense lawyer, mm-hmm. right? Worked as a public defender, worked at the big white shoe law firms in North Carolina, uh, and ultimately represented high profile people, but also some of the indigents. One of the things I know everybody's talking about is the decision for Louisiana not to prosecute the officers mm-hmm. in the Austin Sterling case, uh, right? Yeah. Exactly, right, yeah. Charlamagne? Yeah, uh, here we go again. Yes. Here we go again. Whether it's Tamir Rice, whether it's Walter Scott in South Carolina, and whether it's this, this, this situation here. Why does this keep happening? So I want to offer everybody some answers mm-hmm. as to exactly why this keeps happening and this outcome of law enforcement not being held liable criminally. Sometimes civilly, we'll mm-hmm. see a lawsuit or a settlement, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because of discretion, y'all. It's because of the way the laws are written. The AG of Louisiana comes out and says, we looked at the, the facts, we looked at the tape, right? Because everybody thought body cams were going to be the answer, right? We get these body cams. These law enforcement officers have these cameras on them. We see what happens. We're going to get convictions. Yet we still don't have convictions. We got videos, but we still have no convictions. Mm-hmm. Why is this? Well, the statutes generally read like this, y'all, state and federal. Law enforcement is not deemed to be unlawful in the killing of civilians if it's deemed to be reasonably warranted. Mm. What does that sound like yeah, to you What does that even mean? What does that mean, yeah, Charlotte? Yeah, yeah. That's what we call a nothing sandwich, right? Mm-hmm. That gives law enforcement this much latitude, wide open, a football field of latitude as to around what they think. Discretion is a fancy word for their judgment. So That's you could all that say, means. oh, I, he moved his arm and I felt like he was reaching I for was a scared. weapon. Correct. I was scared. I was in fear, right? So, so, And listen, I want to be fair, right? I understand that these officers sign up for an inherently dangerous job, right? Every day they put their lives on the line. They go out their their homes. They leave their wives and children as well. They don't know if they're going to come back. And I understand that. That's why the laws are written so favorably to their actions. I promise them we're more scared of them than they, they could ever they be, could be of us. us. Sure. And that's, that's definitely the other side of that argument, Charlamagne. And, and this is what I'm getting to. Until the statutes read differently, y'all. Until the laws have some real meat on the bones, have some language in there that talks about what that discretion has to look like, Mm. that talks about this type of action when there's not a weapon, when there's not aggressive, overt action from, you know, the the victim in this case, that's not deemed to be justifiable Mm -hmm. until the language looks like that. Now, you bring up a good point, Mm Charlamagne, which is we tend to be more afraid of them than they are of us. So I've had back channel conversations with legislatures, with law enforcement themselves, with all the people that would need to be at the table for the law to look different so that we don't keep having the heavy hearts and the frustrations and the anger and the outrage of when these officers are not held account. We're going to go through the same thing, y'all, when Stephon Clark's right. case comes up in California in and short order. It, it's an inevitable outcome until the laws look different. You know who's going to have to be at the table to give us buy-in, to get this change, to get the language that gives us the protections we need to make sure our young brothers, sisters, and children aren't killed without justice? Police officers. Mm. That's the buy-in we need. So we have to make the compelling argument, right, that it's not just to protect us as civilians. It protects you as law enforcement. How does it protect them? Because they already got all the protection, it seems like. Well, they do have a lot of protection, but if they want to make the argument that they are the ones so endangered 
they, uh, a cell phone that might look like a gun or whatever arguments uh, that, that, that are very thin at best are successful in the court of law. We have to make the counter compelling argument that you are even more safe when we put real statutory language in there that protects the civilians and protects our law I don't enforcement. think they need more protection. <laughs> I think we it, need protection. So let's talk at a higher plane, Charlemagne. Mm -hmm. Not about what they need. It's about the argument that needs to be made for them to give us what we need. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, so we shouldn't be trying to obtain justice. We should be trying to obtain a change in legislation. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because that will give us the justice we so desire. So what, kind of, what do you yeah. think the language should look like? The language needs to look a little something like this. Uh, uh, law enforcement killing, use of deadly force, that's the magic word, right, is unlawful and unjustified, absent. We got to shift the burden of proof. So it's got to be presumed to be unjustified if and when the following criteria aren't met. So there's no weapon or the weapon's not armed or the weapon wasn't in reasonable reach mm -hmm. of the person. That That's a shift in presumption, y'all. Right now, the language typically reads, the officer is justified unless. See how that's different? Yeah. There's a presumption of justification by any and all actions yeah. of these officers unless these special circumstances are met. And y'all tell me the cases where the special circumstances have been met. So even yeah. in the case of Stefan Clark, he had a cell phone. <sighs> and kind of like, okay. Is this, is this set it off again? Where the brother was walking around <laughs> with the Word bottle up. of liquor celebrating? And you, so this is, we're not new to this, right? This is Sean Bell all over again. Yeah. I want to share a personal story about how powerful discretion is. Mm -hmm. Because before I was blessed to represent uh, our community and, and various clients of, of all income and statutory levels. I was in a court of law actually as a defendant. Mm -hmm. I actually was 17 years old uh, at my alma mater, UNC Chapel Hill. So I was going to this BSM, this Black Student Movement Ball on campus, right? And I wanted these Stuart Weissman slingbacks. White men slingbacks? Stuart Weitzman, Charlemagne. It's a brand. It's, it's, a, it's a ladies' yeah. brand of shoes. It's a nice brand of shoes. Like, step your step What's going your on in Okay. <laughs> right, right. So they were like 300 bucks. I didn't have that. So I, I was like, I'm not going to be able to afford them. So I, I know at 17, I'm young, I'm dumb. I'll just walk out the store with them. That sounds like a good idea. I know, <laughs> yeah, right? That's a nice, like, sophisticated way of saying you were shopping. I was totally trying, <laughs> but hustling backwards. Hustling totally backwards because I walked out and, and, and in short order get, get, to, get apprehended. <laughs> crying, like such a punk about it, like crying, upset. I can't tell my mama. You tried to just walk out oh. with the shoes? No, no, I literally, seat? no, just tried to walk out with the shoes in my hand, girl. Oh. I always say it's not stealing if you don't try to hide it. So. I didn't try to hide yeah, it. I'm, I'm like, what are you talking oh, about? It's an accident. I forgot I was holding it. <laughs> you know what? Fast forward, I'm in court. Prosecutor walks up to me. Well, Miss Williams, you seem like a nice girl. This is what we're going to do for you. We're going to let you plead guilty. Mm. We're going to put you on unsupervised probation. You're going to pay this fee, and you're going to walk out of here, and it's, it's not going to be a big deal. I'm scared, y'all. I can't afford a lawyer. I'm nervous. I didn't even tell my mom. Uh, okay, I'll that sounds it. good to me. I'll take it. I get in front of the judge. He says, well, young lady, you don't look like you belong in here. Where you go to school? I said, I go to Chapel Hill, Your Honor. He says, well, what do you want to do when you come out of Chapel Hill? So I want to be a lawyer. He said, well, you off to a damn fine start. <laughs> so I say, uh, he says, no, let, me, let me see the file. What, what are we doing here? DA says, in his discretion, we're going to enter her to plead guilty, misdemeanor charge, probation, and da 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 Probation for how long? A year of probation, pleading to a misdemeanor that would have been on my criminal record mm -hmm. for my life. Mm -hmm. So, judge says, you know, I, I don't think so. I think she's at Chapel Hill. I think she's a full merit scholar. I think she's working. I think that she knows that this is not the right way to go. Mm -hmm. I'm going to reject this offer of a guilty plea in my discretion as the judge. I'm going to put on what we call deferred prosecution. Y'all heard of deferred no, prosecution? No, deferred prosecution, it says if it's a nonviolent offense, you're a first-time offender, 
you're not really a threat to society, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just dumb at that point. You ain't really threatening anybody. We're going to let you earn your way into a dismissal of the charge so you won't have a record and you can go on and live your dreams. That's what deferred prosecution is. Thank God for that judge, because discretion in that day worked in my favor. Mm-hmm. Discretion in the case of Austin Sterling, in the case of Walter Scott, in the case of Tamir Rice, works against their favor. So that's why discretion can be a gift and discretion can be dangerous. So when it comes to these cop killings, y'all, I think our statutory language has to allow for less discretion and more just fact-based. When it's like this, then it's presumed to be unlawful. All right, we got more with Ebony Williams. When we come back, don't move. Here's Miguel with Skywalker. That was Miguel with Skywalker. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Ebony Williams in the building. Charlamagne? Is it pointless to try to obtain justice when it comes to police brutality? No, no, no. I think I think it all works in tandem. I'm mm-hmm. a big believer in that. And I talked about that last time I was on the show, mm-hmm. right? We need to be in all the spaces. So we need to be in, uh, prosecutors, DAs, public defenders. We need to be judges for sure. Um, I'm really happy to see the, the slate of people running for local judge and state judge. It's never been more diverse. Uh, mm-hmm. So many women, so many people of color, so many LGBTQs, uh, so many young judges, which is also important. Because I sit here in front of y'all. I'm almost 35 years old. I'm not that far removed from the 17-year-old kid. Kids right. do dumb stuff, and I'm not above that. You, you know, I was watching your Uncensored, Charlamagne. It's in your book. You know, you've, you've, you've had some missteps, we'll call them. Uh, quite a few. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> but look at you now. But look at you now. Look at, look at what happens when we unlock the potential that I truly believe all of us. I don't think, respectfully, my brother, I don't think you're that special. I ain't that special. I agree. You know what I'm saying? It's, and, and you speak about this. Mm-hmm. I know that's why I can say that. We are just the vessels of God's vision over our life. Mm. And, and when that's not interrupted by a corrupt, unfair justice system, look at what can happen. Absolutely. You know, we had a young lady call in in the morning, and she was saying that she wanted to be a police officer, mm-hmm. but she was scared to do that. You know, she wants to make a difference in the community, sure. but she also felt like, would she be able to? Because... She didn't want to be the police officer that yeah. blows the whistle and all other police officers mad at her and not yeah. even kill her. That's yeah, that's that blue wall. She was nervous. Mm-hmm. That's that blue wall, and that's She's real. Nervous. Let me tell you, uh, as, a, as a defense lawyer, I work closely with law enforcement, right? As a matter of fact, some of the best deals and outcomes I got from my clients, from flat-out dismissals to probationary things is because I had good relationships with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So tell that sister, go do that. We right. need her there. That's that goes back. Her. That is a space we absolutely need more of us in because we. it's hard to change a system from the outside. Mm-hmm. It's hard to change it from the inside, but we have a better chance. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I work, um, there's a, a sergeant, uh, Sonia, her, her last name escapes me, but we talk all the time. She's a part of a criminal justice group I'm in, 2024 America, uh, and, and Sarge gets it. Sarge gets it. Being a black officer in the in the wake of blue lives mattering versus black lives mattering. These lives, all the lives matter, but black lives matter. We have to say that because it doesn't look like black lives yeah. matter. That's the difference. Right. No one's saying blue lives don't matter. Nobody's saying white people's lives don't matter. What we're saying is our lives matter just as much, but the justice we're seeing doesn't reflect that. And it's really, really important that I believe that we have our law enforcement, especially those of us that look like us, that wear that uniform and carry that badge, uh, reflect that. Yeah, I don't be, I don't think the reaction from America reflects it either. Like, I love what they're doing with the March for Lives, but sometimes I feel like the lives should be in a parentheses because I don't see that reaction when mm. it comes to... To, to um, all of the it. black guys getting killed by the police and stuff like that. Absolutely. And, and women. And, and, women and, and uh, listen, like I said, I'm not knocking anybody's march. I think it's great. Right. We know historically marches have, have been successful. I just, I, I'm about the power of the pen. And I'm about us enacting change that takes it out of the hands of 
decision making. Deferred prosecution should be the default to all first time offenders with a nonviolent offense. Mm -hmm. If you're in school or you're working, you did something dumb, you were young, why do you have to wear that the rest of your life when you could go on to be the next president of the United States? You could cure cancer, you know? And so I am very proud to share my experience in the criminal justice system as both a fierce litigator and advocate for these changes but also because I, I I was on the receiving end of it. Let's switch gears a little bit. What do you think about the backlash Killer Mike received for shooting that video with the NRA? Because it kind oh, of got sure. the, it, it made okay. me think about you as well because yeah. you have such great things to say for our people, but because of the platform you're on, like Fox News, sure. they dismiss it. Like, I don't even want to hear it. I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the power of being a disruptor. Now, I can't. I don't know Killer Mike personally, so I can't speak too much. I, I did see the backlash he received for what he said for the NRA, and I can tell you, when you enter spaces, Charlemagne, where we are not accustomed to seeing us, and they have a well-earned reputation for being destructive and dangerous in the way they talk about us and represent us. I get it. But if I wasn't there, you better believe they're going to find a black voice to come on that program and they're going to do, I think, more damage than good. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, I think it's really, really important that we're in all spaces. I think it's really important to the extent I can correct false narratives about who we are as a people, what our values are, how we represent I think it's valuable. Now, do I get pushback from that? Absolutely. Uh, Is there a fiscal consequence to that? Absolutely. I think this kind of connects to the Monique interview a little bit, right? Because she talked a lot about value and her resume and her awards and her legendary status. And everybody conceded that she's well earned that, right? Mm -hmm. When you choose to be a disruptor, and, and Angela, I thought you were very brave and you bringing up to her the fact that there's a reputation uh, that she's had in Hollywood of being difficult. If you choose to be a disruptive, you choose to be that loud, bold voice in a space or in a manner that people are not accustomed, people don't like, people are not comfortable with, you got to be ready for the consequences. That's what I would say to Sister Monique. You have to do the math up front. And I mean, sometimes the literal math, right? <laughs> and say, can I afford, can I afford this? To do this? Damn right. <laughs> can I afford to be a disruptor? I'm not a fool. I, I, there's a lot of money on the table that I don't necessarily get access to. Uh, you know, we're all on the public speaking circuit. We all know how that goes. Uh, there are a lot of people that say behind closed doors, well, she's amazing. She's, she's brilliant. But she's she's beautiful. But She's on Fox. I don't know about that. So it it literally cost me to be in the space that I've chosen to be in. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's worth it. That lets me know that people are not paying attention. Because if they were actually paying attention to the rhetoric that comes out of your (laughs) mouth, they wouldn't give a damn what platform you were saying it on. That means a lot, Charlamagne. I appreciate that. And listen, I will say that's why I am very appreciative to the both of y'all, to Eddie, DJ Envy, to all of y'all for letting me have an opportunity to speak because this is where a lot of people will be introduced to me for the first time. The last time I was here promoting my book, there were so many people that were like, I never heard of you before, but damn, you're dope. You know, so I'll continue to do what I think is critical work on behalf of our community where I do. Dash. Oh, hell. Uh, respectfully, it's just a dad. Hell no. You, respectfully, you, hell you, no. You, respectfully, <laughs> hell no. Um, we, we, we do things a lot different. We we see the world a lot different. Um, but but I, I've, I got to do, and there's been times, and, and this is not a secret, Fox knows this, that I've had, you know, to come to Jesus. Can I still be here? Is it worth it to me to still be here? Mm-hmm. But when I get the emails from the Trump supporter in the middle of America that doesn't engage otherwise with black folk mm-hmm. and says, before you spoke about Black Lives Matter, I really did think they were a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. And I still don't agree with them. 
but you humanize them to me mm-hmm. in a way that now I can understand what they're fighting for. I saw something recently that was, yeah. I think it was on Fox News, where they were talking about the uh, 16-year-olds discussing gun reform. Mm. Was that was that on Fox News? I'm and they sure were saying, I, I don't want to listen to a 16-year-old talk about that. Why would anybody listen to that? How hard is it to listen to cer- certain things that come out of your co-workers' mouths <laughs> and so strongly disagree with them, I'm sure, so many different so times. So many times. Do they invite you out, like, to go? Socially? Yeah, um, yeah you know, I have relationships <laughs> with my co-workers. You know, I'll be, uh, you know, I'm a pretty introverted person, so that's not really my, my scene anyways. But um, it's difficult, Angela, but again... Um, I feel called to do this work. I think God gave me a certain thick skin. Mm-hmm. I think God gave me, um, as you kind of say, Charlemagne, the power of this beautiful black skin mm-hmm. to sit in that space wholeheartedly and strongly and take all that. Uh, I hosted Fox and Friends, which is, you know, the president's favorite show. and has a notorious reputation for a certain editorial bent. I'll leave it there. Uh, and I hosted it one weekend back in December. And if you pull up the YouTube clip, I got into uh, an interview exchange with Sheriff Clark. Y'all know Sheriff Clark? The black uh, dude unfortunately. With the yes. All right. So this was the weekend that uh, in Mississippi, they were opening the Civil Rights Museum and John Lewis and, and Megha Evers' widow and all these civil rights icons, many of them were boycotting because Trump, President Trump was going to be there. So on comes com Sheriff Clark and he, his first statement was, my, my white male colleague set up the question, what do you think about, you know, John Lewis boycotting the president's appearance? He goes, John who? And then I proceeded to let him know who John Lewis was. You can, you can see it on YouTube and you'll see exactly how that exchange went down. But you know what, y'all? On those days, I'm grateful to God that, you that I'm there. Right. Yeah. Because if I wasn't there, that narrative of kids don't even know who John Lewis is. He's irrelevant. Nobody Now you're just lying. And I'm not going to let you lie to these people, this particular audience, mm-hmm. that already many of them have a gross misunderstanding of who we are and what we represent and who we are and historically. So you don't get to do that on my watch. Oh, it's Ebony K. Williams, y'all. So, so, right. So, so, so delighted to be the bearer of exciting, <laughs> wonderful, good news here on The Breakfast Club. Tell them where to find you. Find me on Twitter at Ebony K. Williams on IG. Ebony K. Williams. Thank you both. And I'm pretty excited. Powerful, pretty Papa is still in bookstores, still uh, on shelves at Barnes & Noble, still on Amazon.com. Y'all are the best. Thank you both. <laughs> Thank you Thank for you coming. Thank Ebony you. K. Williams, it's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God, we are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk. Michael Rappaport. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. And before I start that, I want to say congratulations to Mecca and to Antoine Hanson. They got married over the weekend. I was at their wedding, beautiful wedding. So congratulations to them on a lifetime together. Congratulations. Drop on the clues bombs for Mecca and who? Antoine Henson. She is the owner of Pink Magazine. So if you've ever seen Pink Magazine or they have a lot of Pink Magazine dinners, Mm -hmm. she's the person that runs all of that. All right. Now, Michael Rappaport was on Watch What Happens Live with Kenya Moore from Real Housewives of Atlanta, and it got a little bit spicy. Clearly, he watches the show, and he had some things to say about Kenya being the villain that she didn't like too much. You do know that you are on the show, like a villain, right? You know you have to know this, correct? You've gotten better, Well, but you are a villain. Michael, I don't need you to tell me what I am or am not. On the show. I appreciate you being a fan, though. I Thank you for fan. watching. Keep the cable on. But... <laughs> <laughs> A new job would help with that. Oh, Kenya, please, Kenya, you, 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 you wish you were me, Kenya. A middle-aged, fat, white guy. Oh. No. <laughs> Not really. Kenya. Wow, Kenya. out of work. 
Kenya's got some pretty effortless clapbacks <laughs> yes, going on. It got shady. I'm not going to lie she now. See what you think about Michael Rappaport's response. Did he get her? You know what? I didn't want to say it on live TV, but Kenya's oh. feet are ashy as Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't want to he say it on live TV because I'm a gentleman, <laughs> but paying down to them <laughs> he can cut class with them <laughs> <laughs> Um, Clearly, his comedy days are over. I never was a comedian. <laughs> you never were. An actor. Never. Well, you know the thing about that one was uh, that Sheesh. wasn't a, that wasn't a joke. That was the truth. Yeah. It was so once the camera pans to your ashy feet, you just got to kind of take the L on that one. Right. Well, yeah. she she got him pretty she good. She clapped though. back again, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. I'm not gonna lie. Nice now even exchange. They had some Twitter exchanges as well. She said, "Please let your next book be entitled the time that time when Kenya Moore read the f out of me." And then she put a little kissy face and be well. So I guess everything is all good. No issues there. Now, The Rock has revealed his depression battle. And he said all of it started after his mom's suicide attempt. He said that he was 15 years old. He was living in poverty as a child and witnessed his mother try to kill herself. He said she got out of the car on the Interstate 65 in Nashville and walked into oncoming traffic. Mm. Big rigs and cars were swerving out the way. I grabbed her and pulled her back on the gravel shoulder of the road. So he said his mom has no recollection, which is probably best of what happened because of whatever it was that she was going through at the time. But he said it was the worst point for him. He said he didn't want to do a thing or go anywhere. He said I was crying constantly. So he is fortunately past that battle. He said we both healed, but we've always got to do our best to pay attention when other people are in pain. We have to help them through it and remind them that they are not alone. Right. Wow. All right. Now, Deontay Wilder, a.k.a. the Bronze Bomber, was on The Breakfast Club. Now, I heard of that show. Yeah, I heard of it too. I'll now, the World Boxing Council, because of this interview, has vowed to investigate heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder because he was quoted as saying that he wants to cause a death in a boxing ring. Check it out. No, nah, I want a body on my record. Mm-hmm. I want one. <laughs> no, no, I want one. I want one. I really do. That's the Bronze Bomber. Like, he want one. It's crazy because when I'm in the Bronze Bomber, everything about me changes. Mm -hmm. Like, what I'm thinking, I don't get nervous. I don't get scared. I don't get butterflies. I don't have no feelings towards the man I'm finna fight. The power that I have, man, it's it's easy to to be able to do do so. I thought I had one one time, like I said, with Spooker because he wasn't breathing when he hit the campus. America is so damn sensitive. You mean we live in an era now where a heavyweight champion of the world can't talk about killing somebody in the ring? We grew up Ooh. off Mike Tyson saying yeah. he want to eat people's children. This is a different time. Mike Tyson time, told no. a reporter one time, I wish you had kids so I can step on your kids' testicles. <laughs> Mike Tyson told a reporter, I want to yeah. F you till you love me. Like, what, are we, what are we doing here, man? I it's it's boxing. Mean, he wasn't being serious. Well, this is part I don't... of the show. Right. I don't think he wants to kill anybody for real. I hope not. But what he was saying is that he has two people. is the Bronze Bomber and there's Deontay Wilder. He yes. did say Deontay Wilder would feel terrible if something like that happened afterward. But when he's in the ring as Bronze Bomber, I guess he's just like... He's a fighter. Goes, he's a right. killer. Mm-hmm. He's intense in the ring. That's an intimidation factor to your opponents. We're really taking the words of a heavyweight champion of the world, literal, when he said he wants to catch a body in the ring. <sighs> we should. Like, come on, man. That's his Sasha Fierce, come you know, on. when he gets in that ring... Bro, He's we, a different person. Well, I wouldn't say Sasha we Fierce, but we know what you mean. on Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. All right? And I actually believed Mike when he said he wanted to eat people's children. Okay? Well, you know he so wasn't going to eat nobody's kids. I don't know that. We don't know how hungry Mike gets. Stop. People out here biting Beyonce. Mike might have wanted to eat a kid or two back in the day. All I'm saying is if we cannot get to a point in our society where we're upset because the heavyweight champion in the world said so he wants to catch a body in the ring. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. He's selling, He's selling himself. 
All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Missy. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Listen, man, I need this guy named Sean Cole and uh, his girlfriend, Khadijah Moore, to come to the front of the congregation. You know, we have these conversations hypothetically a lot, you know, because I don't have sons. You have sons. But you have we, we have these hypothetical conversations about what would you do if your son was gay, if you find out your son was gay. All right. There's a right way to do it or to react and a wrong way to react. Sean reacted the wrong way. All right, we'll find out about it when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Yes, donkey today for Monday, April 2nd goes to an Alabama man named Sean Cole and his girlfriend Khadijah Moore. Salute to everyone who listens to us on 1041 to beat in Alabama. Drop one of Clues Bombs for them. Now, each of these individuals were convicted Tuesday of rape, sodomy, and the sexual abuse of a child under the age of 12. They each face life in prison, and sentencing is set for May 24th. Now, uh, I led with that, uh, that they have been arrested and charged. I led with what they have been arrested and charged with because I want you to understand the severity of what it is they did. Now, as men, we have discussions all the time about our sons. Uh, some of us have sons already. Some of us, like me, don't, but are hoping to have one soon. And for whatever reason, whenever we, dis- we start discussing the LGBT community, someone always asks, what would you do if your son turns out to be gay? Envy, you got a couple of sons. Yes, yeah, I'm, sure you've, I'm sure you've been asked that question in, in the hood or the barbershop somewhere before, right? Mm-hmm. And truth is, none of us truly know what we would do if our son was to come out as gay. I mean, what do you do in that situation? You may be disappointed because you can't relate, but that's still your son, okay? The love for that young man isn't just going to vanish because he's a gay. And if it does, I would dare say that you have more issues than your son does, okay, to me, all right? I think that that, that love is always the right response, uh, the right reaction to your son coming out the closet. Just love. Support. Even if you disagree with his lifestyle for whatever reason, you can express that, but you still have to love your child. Like I said, I've never been in this situation, but I do know it's the right way to do things and the wrong way to do things. And uh, though I'm not absolutely positive on what the right reaction is to finding out your son is gay, I know that it's several different wrong reactions. And Sean Cole definitely had the wrong reaction. See, Sean's son is 11 years old and he's autistic. And after finding his son in a compromising position with another boy, Sean decided to attempt to straighten his son out literally. You know, in Sean's mind, being gay just means you have a little curve in your sexuality, a few wrinkles. You can bend that curve back straight or take a hot iron and get those wrinkles out. Sure. Uh, District Attorney Tim Dewiff says that Sean Cole was solely worried that his son was gay or might be gay. So Sean, being a country guy like myself, feels like it's a natural home remedy for everything, even gayness. So Sean decided the only thing that could save his son from a life of being gay is to get his son some poom poom. Yes, some good old Alabama trim would be the cure to his 11-year-old autistic son's gayness. Mm-mm-mm. So Sean ordered his girlfriend, Khadijah, to sleep with the little boy. Mm-mm-mm. You heard me right. Sean Cole, 29, made his then 20-year-old girlfriend, Khadijah, have sex with his 11-year-old autistic son. Now, let me be accurate. Sean Cole, 29, made his 20-year-old girlfriend rape sodomize, rape, sodomize, and abuse the child because he didn't want his son to be gay. Now, a forensic interviewer asked the little boy what was going through his mind during the rape. The child replied, I was thinking, why is my dad doing this to me? Dad said to tell no one, and I failed him because I just told you. Mm -mm -mm. No, young man. 
Your father failed you. Okay, I know you're young. I know you're autistic, but you did absolutely nothing wrong in this situation. Now, are you wondering how Sean and his girlfriend got found out? Because the young man lives in Georgia with his mother. When he returned home, he started asking questions about sexual behavior that made his mom suspicious. And when the child told the mother what happened in Alabama, she immediately got in her car, drove all the way from Georgia to speak with Huntsville police uh, investigators. And this is why you got to micromanage your kids, children. All right, this is why you got to micromanage your kids. All right, talk to them, pay attention to them. I know your kids can be annoying after a long day or sometime when you're just trying to relax at the house and the kids just be talking and asking all kind of questions, but you got to listen, okay? Okay, you, you got to be tuned in because if you don't, you might miss things, all right? Drop one of the clues bombs for this mom for paying attention, all right? Now, Sean Cole is in jail on $750,000 cash bond, and Khadijah Moore is being considered a fugitive because she didn't show up to trial after being released on bail. And usually I'm upset when the system takes away a father from a son, but not in this situation. Okay, now I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but I think this young 11-year-old autistic boy can do bad all by himself. All right, if his father isn't going to attempt to make his already destined to be difficult life better, then he needs to go because all he did by getting his girlfriend to rape, sodomize, and abuse this little boy was make his life an already complicated sexuality much worse and more complicated. Please give Sean Cole and Khadijah Moore the biggest hee haw. Wow. That's sad. That's disgusting. That That's poor super child. sad, man. Also, if you're afraid of your child being gay, why would you get someone to sodomize them? Isn't sodomy when you like. You know what? Play around the buttocks. Does I, don't I think it's any type of sex act that's not uh, just uh, regular vaginal intercourse. Oh, okay. Well, all right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. So let's open up the phone lines. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you have a son, or if you have one now, and you found out your son was gay. How would you react? Yeah, and I really do want to talk to people who've actually really been in this situation. 800-585-1051. If you have a son or you were having a son and you found out he was gay, how would you react? Yeah, because I don't really know anybody in real life who's been in this situation. It's always a hypothetical question that's asked when when we're having discussions about the LGBT community amongst us as men. But I've never known anybody to actually be in this situation. So I'd like to hear what what some real reactions are. Okay. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're asking 800-585-1051. What would you do if your son was gay? Now, this story comes out of Charlemagne's donkey. Yeah, it came from Donkey of the Day. Uh, Alabama man named Sean Cole and his girlfriend, Khadijah Moore, they raped, sodomized, and sexually abused Sean's son, who happens to be 11 years old and autistic, mm. because he felt like, yo, if the guy gets some poom poom, then he won't be gay anymore. Today is actually uh, Autism Awareness Day, mm. too. I didn't know that until I did Donkey today. So, Charlemagne, what would you do if you had a son and you found out he was gay? Well, hopefully, I'll be having a son soon. You know, um, that's what I'm praying for. Uh, but I don't know. To be totally honest with you, I really, you know, I, I, mean, I, I really don't know. For myself, I mean, if I found out, yeah, you know, I have two sons, I honestly wouldn't care. I would love them the same. It, it really, like, that doesn't define them. You, you would love them the same, but you probably care a little bit. It's not something that mm-hmm. you're just going to dismiss. Like you, it's not I, something would, I like, would think you would care more because you should be concerned about having a, a more difficult time in the world and want to be more protective, but not be disappointed. As a man, you would mm-hmm. care because no. you, 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 like, you would want your son to like Poom Poom. You'd want to be able to talk to him about, you know, dating a woman and courting mm-hmm. a woman. And no, like, you should want your son to, no matter what, be in a great relationship yeah, okay, be successful the, and be happy. No, it's the truth. And, and you know what? Maybe I'm saying that because I'm, I'm, You've picturing, never my been son, in I'm it. picturing my son now. Yeah. But 
I honestly wouldn't care. Like, whatever he was into, I would just want to be there, be his support person where he could always come to me regardless. No doubt. But you, know? you would still feel a slight bit of disappointment. Whether or not mm-hmm. you expressed that to him or not, you definitely would. Yeah. Like it's, it's like being a football player or a ball player, and you find out your son don't even like football or basketball at all. You're like, damn. But think about how much you love this sport. You got five kids, and you ain't wore a condom since the 90s. Right. Right? Right. You Like, you love Poom Poom. It's a different day and age, though. I'm sure we all have friends who are gay, who we've grown up with people that we've worked it's with. Difference that, when it's, your son. it's a difference when it's your well, let's, son. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? What's up, man? This is uh, Shy from uh, Andy. Hey, what's up, bro? Now, we were talking about if you found out your son was gay. Did that happen to you? No, no, no. It hasn't happened to me. My son is only uh, three years old right now. Okay, but if you found out your son was gay, how would you react, brother? <clears throat> man, to be perfectly honest with you, brother, um, it's, it's, it's not something that we know how to deal with, you know, yet. Uh, you know, society is changing uh, but, you know, of course, it would be great disappointment. It would be, you know, trying to, quote-unquote, fix the situation. What? But I don't really think there fix is. The what, do you mean? what do you mean fix the situation? What do you mean the disappointment? Uh, what I mean by the disappointment, of course, uh, you know, it, 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 you have a natural son. You expect your natural son to naturally like a female. Uh, but to come out and find out that your natural son is, is, is uh, you know, unnatural at this point, because he's attracted to another male, uh, that kind of uh, initially uh, it creates disappointment, and uh, it makes you want to kind of find a way to you know you want to talk to your son, you want to try to figure out you know how you can possibly you, you want him to be straight. I mean, I wouldn't call it unnatural, but I understand what you're saying because mm-hmm. if you grew up on Poom Poom. You're going to want your son to want boom, boom, too. It's like being a basketball player, and then you find out your son don't like basketball. You're like, damn, I want to talk to you about the sport, son. You know what I mean? I want to teach you how to get boom, boom, You're going to be disappointed if your son is gay? Initially, yeah, you probably would. That's a great man. Of course you would. You probably yeah, don't get over yeah. it, but yeah, you would. I mean, like I said, man, to me, it's nature. And, you know, a lot of it, I believe, is what they're putting in the food and in the water. Okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, we was all good until you started with Thank the world star hip hop conspiracy thing. Jay, good morning, Jay. <laughs> Jesus. Hello. Hey, you, you don't have a gay son, but your sister's gay, huh? Yes. So my son is one, um, but my sister is 31. And I told my sister when she was in high school before she actually even kind of admitted it that she was a lesbian. So the problem with that is my mother and my grandmother specifically, um, my, my sister tried to tell them back when she was like in college. And um, they're like, oh, it's just a phase. You'll get over it. Let's pray the spirits away. Because, you know, in the black community, we feel like if you're a lesbian or if you're gay, it's a spirit and it needs to be binded and all of that. You can pray the gay away. Yeah, we know. Right, you can pray the gay away. So my sister never really got to be able to be who she is. So because of it, she moved all the way to Tampa. And she's been in South Florida, like, pretty much since 2005. We're born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. And she's not coming home home for Thanksgiving until it's... On the menu. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I mean, she comes home, but it's really, like, awkward because she can't bring, like, you know, I brought my, you know, my boyfriend, you know, my now husband or whatever. She can't bring her friends home. She can't bring her girlfriend. And they're both really successful. Like, she's, um, she works for the CDC. Her girlfriend works for the state attorney. And, you know, like, it's not like they're just, you know, out there swinging it out there, you know, not being safe or whatever. Like, they're really... And a great committed relationship. Well very successful. Right. Hey, she's, been, she's been with her, I want to say, maybe, like, what year are we in? When? 2018. They've been together, like, four years now. And, you know, it's I'm the only one that's like, I don't care. I'm going to call it out. I'm like, hey, how's my girl? How's my sister-in-law? You know, like, stuff exactly. like that. And my mom, right, my mom got mad at me. Like, when I was, I think she was, like, maybe 18. 
when I told her she was a lesbian, and I told my mom, like, you know, my mom was like, why didn't you tell me that your sister was a lesbian? And I actually got a beaten for it. Wow. I didn't tell. And I was like, what the f***? Like, really? So, you know, it's, I can honestly say I wouldn't freak out if my son were to come to me and say, Mom, I'm gay because I don't want my son to feel how my mom and my grandmother make my sister feel. That's great. To be honest, I don't really, I don't deal with my family or with them that often. Because of that, because right. my sister can't be who she is, and I don't I don't like it. And I think that's an important point that you make because there's so many people that when you have somebody a child that's gay, you got to think the rest of the world is going to give them a hard time at certain points in their life. You don't want them to have a hard time at home. Yeah, and from you, now on, you want to protect them and love them and make sure they know that they're very confident to go in the world and be who they are, and know they and can always to come, come to home you and deal with that. Yep, and know they can always come to you. And from now on, when you tell that story, young lady, don't say you got a beat and say you got your licks. All right. Make, make the story that much better. Five eight five one zero five one. What would you do if you found out your son was gay? We'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we're asking, what would you do if you found out your son was gay? Now this story comes out of Charlamagne's donkey today. Yeah, uh, it was a young man named Sean Cole and his girlfriend Khadijah Moore, both from Alabama. Uh, Sean has an 11-year-old autistic son. Today is World Autism Awareness Day. And he found his son in a compromising position with another young man. He, he believes his son is gay. So he thought that if he told his girlfriend, Khadijah, to sleep with the young man, which she did, uh, let, me, let me rephrase, raped, sodomized, and sexually abused the child, mm -hmm. then he wouldn't be gay no more. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, what's your name? Hey, this is Sean. Hey, Sean. Now, uh, tell us your story about uh, finding I out your know. son was gay. Yeah, it wasn't my son. It was my stepson. Um, at the time, my son was just three years old, and his stepbrother was eight. And I walked in on the eight-year-old with his head near my son's private, and my son didn't have on any underwear. Now, um, I called the dad, like, upstairs so that we could, you know, handle the situation, and I told him, and the eight-year-old acted as if he wasn't doing anything. So when we continuously asked him, like, what are you doing? He was like, oh, I was just kissing him. I'm like, no, that's not what I saw. Like, what were you doing? You know, and I tell his dad what he was doing, and the dad reacts, you know, not, I don't like in the right way. You know, he was just angry because both of them are his kids, but the three-year-old is mine. And so at that time, I just feel like, look, we need to get to the bottom of it and see what happened because the eight-year-old trying to do that, especially to his three-year-old brother, that's not normal. Yeah, he learned that and from so somewhere. He, yeah, that's it. Uh, he had to have learned that. And so my thing was he has a cousin that he hung with a lot who was in middle school who recently had came out and said that he was gay. So I did what I had to do for my son, but right. my thing was we have to get the eight-year-old some help. Did y'all talk to him? Did he say anything happened to him? Oh, he said that it was um an episode. He saw it on Game of Thrones. That Game might be Thrones? it, too, though. No, wow. that might be it, too. Thank you, Mama. I don't Ooh. watch Game of Thrones, so I don't know. Guys giving other men fellatio on Game of Thrones? I don't remember that in Game of Thrones. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's good, Envy? What's it's up? Lamar. Hey, Lamar. Lamar. What's up, family? And what's going on now? Uh, we're talking about if you find out your son was gay. You got a story for us, bro? All right, well, basically, I don't know. I'm gay myself, so you feel me? It wouldn't bother me. You're a hardcore-sounding gay man. I hate to stay. You know, I'm not stereotyping right. my, my fellow gay people, but, you know, Ex I didn't mean fellow exactly. gay people. Well, I guess no, I, I didn't mean fellow gay people. Mean fellow gay people. I meant like fellow yo, people we know that are gay. You know we, what I mean. We know what you meant. Not like yo, I'm yo, gay. Yeah, yeah, right. Stuff like that don't bother me. It's okay, Charlamagne. I think you might be gay too, though, bro. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Well, he should know. But, listen, but yeah, facts, right? But listen, when you people act like if they beat their kids or disown their kids, it's going to stop them from being gay. Like, it took me a minute to come out only because I grew up around drug dealing gang banging type people you feel me like i know all these black people gonna call up here being ignorant black people like black people be 
and they want to say how they're going to disown their kids and stuff. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to let them know that being gay was never a choice for me. The only choice I had to make was do I want to be by myself for the rest of my life or do I want to be happy? That's so real. Four people come up here talking all that craziness, just understand that it was never a choice for me. And I never wanted to be gay. And I tried to fight it my whole life until I was like 24. And then I was like, yo, Ma, I got to tell you something. And then I just right. told everybody because I got tired of being by myself. And wasn't so, it a shame that you had to grow up and have to hide that and suppress that for so long? You know what? It messed me up only because dating, it, it was weird for me because I never did it in the open before. Like, chicks, I stayed single. Like, when I tell you I stayed single, like, I was by myself. All I did was make money. What advice would you give people out there whose did, kids are, are gay? Huh? My advice for any kid that's gay mm-hmm. out there just hiding from their family you got to be true to yourself because it only affects you later. Your family, they, they can get over it because it's your life. And the longer you wait to come out and to be happy with yourself, the longer it's going to take for you to grow in that type of circle. Like, I still don't have no gay friends. I don't really like gay people, honestly, but it's because of the way I was huh? raised. Like, I'm trying. Yeah, <laughs> how, can you be, how can you be gay it's, with not like gay people? Listen, did you ever sell drugs? I, I, I did stuff. Did you ever, like, did, when, been, when you sold drugs, oh, did come. being gay make it easier to, like, hide, like, packs in your b- crack? boof it. You, it's easy to boof. <laughs> nah, That's what you I never, say? hey, listen, y'all might think that, like, I know, Charlamagne, you be talking about eating the butt and all that other stuff. Yo, it don't feel that bad, bruh. You got to try that. Like, I don't let people penetrate me, Try son, what? Bro, you, you stick a finger in your b- that feels kind of good, son. I've been there, done that, my brother. What are you talking about? You got, it, yo, people might think it's weird. Like, I never liked that either. I'm like, nah, son, that's mad gay. Don't touch me like that. But, yo, I was in the shower one time. All right. Son, Listen, people haven't eaten breakfast yet. Right. Could you stop already, right. sir? People right, out here trying Thank to eat you. their egg Thank whites. It ain't even 9 in the Thank morning you. yet, you. and you in here talking about goddamn butt play. <laughs> you know what? All right? Hey, Can yeah, I have my yeah, cinnamon yeah, toast wait, wait, crunch wait. first, sir? Jesus Christ. Tell Trav I said what's good. Okay, Trav. Trav, where you at, Trav? Trav gets so much action up here. What's the moral of the story, y'all? Listen, the moral of the story is simply this, man. Uh, Being a parent means loving your children more than you've ever loved yourself. Do with that quote what what you need to do. But right. I just feel like love is the only proper response. At the end of the day, you can't throw your kids out just because you find out that they're homosexual. You right. know what I mean? Love is the only answer. I, that's all I can tell you. And the last man said you should actually try to finger in the shower, bro. Finger in the shower? Never mind. Yeah, we got rumors on the way. I've been... Never mind. <laughs> You've been right. He's been on it. He's been on it. <laughs> I've sat here and told y'all before I've gotten my eaten, and I've had a finger in my Two fingers. Okay, one. Three. And here's the thing. If a woman puts her finger in your you have to marry the woman that put the finger in your it was drop one of the clues bombs for my wife. God I know it was one and not two. Because I know what one feel like. What you talking about? You know what two feel like? Yes, I would know what two feel like. All you right. would too. All right, come on. Come on. Show Let's you? move on. No, no, don't show me. <laughs> you guys you are talking about check? breakfast? No. <laughs> but yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, uh, speaking of parenting, let's talk about Black China. She got into a physical altercation, it looks like, at Six Flags. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes, good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. I don't know what season it is. I don't even Today, Monday, right? It is Monday. Uh, all day. And it's snowing here in New York City right yes, now. Yes, it is. Spring. In the, I mean, snow time in the spring is so whack. And I swear, when I saw this in the forecast yesterday, I thought it was an April Fool's joke. Nope, no April Fool's joke. It's snowing right mm-hmm. now. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk J-Lo. It's time, time, She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. 
Well, Jennifer Lopez is on the cover of Harper's Bazaar. Amongst the things that she talks about is marriage. She said, I do believe in marriage, and I would love to grow old with somebody in a committed relationship, but I'm not forcing anything right now. It's good. It's healthy. We communicate well. We understand each other's lives in a way that most other people couldn't. We both entered the public eye in our early 20s and overachieved right from the start, and that affects every dynamic in your life, from your family to your work to your relationships. She said, we have a similar makeup. Now, she also says that she has affirmations all over her house on pillows. She said, I forgot that they're all here. They're just part of the house now. Affirmations are so important. I am youthful and timeless. I tell myself that every day, a few times a day. It sounds like cliched BS, but it's not. Age is all in your mind. Look at Jane Fonda. Or drop on the clues bonds with Jennifer Lopez because she is definitely aging like wine out here in these streets, okay? Whenever you see her post a picture on Instagram, you're like, damn, this what 40-something look like? Okay, I'm ready for that. Yeah, she's actually 48 now. 48. Wow. Mm-hmm. All of y'all ain't going to age like J-Lo, though. I just want to throw that out there. I don't want to put <laughs> your hopes up too high. They could. They drink a lot of water, work out, eat right. Okay, all right. All right, now <laughs> let's talk about Iggy Azalea. Her management had to stage an intervention for her. And that's because of her mental state and her career prospects. They've been very different. She admits right now that she knows she has a lot of work to do. And she said that people treat her differently. I guess when you're not on top, that's what happens. She said that her team told her, you know what? You have to do a mental retreat and go speak to some people and make sure you're mentally prepared to come out with new music. So in the sit down with Billboard, she said, I didn't want to go there. I didn't like the idea of being sent away somewhere. I was pissed off. But she did do it. And she admitted she had to confront a number of issues that have plagued her since 2014. And that also included how she copes with criticism. And also her public demise of her relationship with Nick Young, her album mm-hmm. not coming out, accused accusations of cultural appropriation, feuds with other rappers, all of those things, tax liens, Twitter beats with her own label. She said, before it was like we're at the top of the mountain and we have to stay at the top. I slid down the mountain a bit. I have regrets, so many regrets, but I don't beat myself up about it at the same time. Now, she also says there's only a few people who have been there for her. She said it's Quavo. Kesha and Demi Lovato. She said everyone else has pretty much acted like I don't exist. Oh, that's, so. the way, that's the way the game goes. You you hot one minute and then the next minute you're not. Like the Black Lives Matter movement got Iggy the F on up out of here. That was your homie for a minute. I, I still rock with Iggy. And the thing is this, right? Uh, uh, remember when everybody was having that whole discussion about white rappers and hip-hop and yes. J. Cole was doing firing squad? And I'm like, why are y'all all up in arms? I'm like, this is like Ebola in the United States of America. It's only like two cases. You had Iggy and Macklemore, and I told y'all they probably won't even be around next year. And look, they not All right, now, Black China got into some type of altercation at Six Flags. Apparently, she was there, and she was there with Jim Kardashian and uh, also King. And I guess she's claiming a young woman tried to hold Dream's hand and her feet, and that's when she went crazy. She picked up the pink car stroller she had, tried to hit the woman with it. They said several people had to hold her back. For her to not assault the woman, so a large crowd of people were gathering around. So the person just went, walked and up and just grabbed the baby's hand. I, I guess so. You know, I don't really know. I'd wild out too. Somebody tried to grab my baby's yeah. So hand Black now. China, Black China did right. Being famous is hard enough dealing with scrutiny, but when someone feels comfortable enough to come and touch your child, it's a whole other story. I do not condone violence, nor am I a violent person. But shout to all of the amazing mothers out there who will protect their children at all costs. Love, King and Dream, Mommy. Yeah, you can't be messing with people's kids. But the biggest thing I got from that is Black China's famous. If that's all you heard, she is. I mean. She's, people know her. Oh, okay. 
She's known. She's a very well-known. When her security jump up, like, why am I I paying my security if I got to fight? I saw some big dude with it looked like he about to get the gout at any moment. I don't know if he was much of a security guard. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, go mm -hmm. ahead. No, I was just going to say, too, man, we do need to tag on to uh, the the Iggy Azalea story. Everybody save your money. All you new artists that's hot right now and, you know, you got a real buzz going, save your money. Because I really, you really may not be around next year. That's just the way Or how about invest your money wisely, too? And so that your money makes yeah. money. Well, same difference. Save, invest, whatever. Yeah, this absolutely. Because Iggy should have made a lot of money that year. She was red hot with fancy and all of that. She should have made uh, a lot of money. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let me know what you want to hear. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.